All right, guys, what's up? This is David Villa. It's 3.30 on Thursday, and it's Auto Dealer Live time. Come on now. I'm sitting here ready to bring on some fire, some heat. I've got three, actually four. We just uh, we just added someone that's going to be on with Josh Mitchell the last minute. He's actually one of our clients, a GM out of Oregon. And um, Juan's going to be joining us too. And uh, matter of fact, um, Juan, I don't even know Juan's last name because he just literally came on through one of our sales reps. Uh, you know his last name? You weren't on. Azuna. Azuna. Juan Azuna. He is the general manager of Tom Denzel Ford out of Oregon. And uh, he's going to be on here the th- uh, third and final segment when, with Josh Mitchell. Josh is the internet sales manager, freshly minted new internet sales manager at the one and only Capital Chevrolet out of Austin, Texas, which you know uh, the uh, general manager, managing partner there, Mr. Alex Flores, who's been on a couple of times here in the last few months. And segment two, just prior to that, we have the founder and CEO of Converge 360 out of Orlando. We've got uh, Todd Smith coming on. And then to kick things off here in just a few minutes, you're going to want to hang on to your freaking seatbelt, whatever it is, right? We've got the one and only Shaka Dyson on, founder of Dealer FNI University out of Chicago. Um, we're all familiar with Shaka. Shaka literally brings straight fire every time he comes on and uh, today's going to be no exception now here's what's really cool i have some some talking points for the last two segments but when you know you have shaka on i mean you don't really you just kind of have an open conversation because shaka shaka just brings it and we just feel the time fill the time dad gum i don't know how to work a soundboard apparently dude shaka is one of the most dynamic personalities in automotive he is man that of, of all the ones i've met he is the most dynamic he is awesome. Well, I'm excited. This is going to be a great show. This is going to be one you're going to want to listen to and you're going to want to share. So do me a favor, share the show. We're going to give away something today that's near and dear to my heart. It's uh, they are, it's a brand new line, apparel line. Um, those of you that follow me know I, I like clothes and, uh, you know, we, you know, I'm a man of faith, just love. Um, I like encouraging you know, uh, inspirational things when it comes to uh, Christianity. And so we developed a line called Faith Gear Company and uh, we've got hoodies and t-shirts and I mean, you just name it, we're going to have all kinds of apparel. We're going to have some things for your office, your desk, your wall, uh, just anything and everything that's going to really, really be cool. Not some cheesy stuff. I'm talking about things that I wear, things that people here wear, things on our walls. And I'm going to give away one of these shirts today. Check this out. Now, this is, these are, these are, uh, these shirts are for sale on Faith Gear Company and that's faithgear.com. Co, but I'm gonna give this away. This shirt here says strength, and then it has it has uh, Philippians 4:13, just right here, really little, just the reference verse. But it's the word strength. And uh, listen, even if you don't have muscles, this shirt will make you look strong. Come on now, I'm gonna give this away to someone who shares the show today. Um, and we just launched this within the last couple of weeks. So you're going to be one of just, uh, you'll probably be one of uh, just a few people in the auto circle that has theirs already. So share the show, like the show, comment. Anyone who does, we're going to draw somebody at the end. We're going to give it away and um, we'll send it to you whatever size you want. We've got all sizes. All right, so you guys stay tuned for just a really good show. So a couple of things I want to... um, to kind of go over with you guys just to kind of fill you in uh digital dealer virtual digital dealer conference we're going to give away five tickets today as well 
and uh, dealers. Uh, listen, if you want to go, you don't want to miss this. There's been a, an overwhelming large amount of registration. It's virtual this year for the first time ever, you know, due to COVID and everything. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm tired of that word, right? But listen, it, it is what it is, and it's virtual this year, but it's going to be outstanding, and I'm going to be emceeing the conference. So grateful and thankful that I get the opportunity to do that, and uh, so I'm emceeing all the uh, conference. I'm going to be doing all the Q&A with all the amazing keynote guests over the period of two and a half days, and it's going to be virtual. And uh, the, the day one, our show, this show right here, Auto Dealer Live, David Cribs, who will be back next week, and myself, we will be co-hosting Auto Dealer Live as the day one, end of day keynote. We have an outstanding, incredible lineup of guests already slated for that show. And we do have some slots available and uh, are looking to bring some real interesting uh, subjects in and jam it into that, that short keynote. Um, but you don't want to miss it. And if you haven't registered, uh, make sure you register. We're going to make the link available in comments during the show. But we're going to give away five tickets. So not only will somebody win this shirt, but we're also going to give away five tickets for free to the virtual digital dealer conference. You get access to the entire conference and you're not going to want to miss that because um, I have a feeling that just like any other first, a lot of times it's going to be a really good conference. So share the show today and uh, we'll make sure that if you like it, share it. We'll get you uh, set up. So Shaka Dyson is going to be on in just a minute and then stay tuned, Todd Smith and Josh Mitchell. Um, we're going to be back in just a 90 seconds. We're going to go ahead and just roll a quick digital dealer uh, promo. Are we ready for that, Mike? Yep. Okay, we're going to roll that. We'll be back in 90 seconds with our guest and uh, look forward to a great show with you guys. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're back. This is David Villa. You're listening to Auto Dealer Live. I'm, I'm solo, flying solo today. Actually, I've got a crew in here. Mike Samuel, our social media manager, Mike, our producer, and Ezra, our AV specialist. So these guys are always chiming in, but I'm flying solo on the hosting side. Cribs will be back next week, but let me tell you something, man. It just means more time for what you're about to experience. And it's been a little bit since I've had the honor to have this uh, man on. Uh, obviously no stranger to the auto business, just just uh, one of the most passionate individuals. Um, I, you know, I think, you know, probably one of the most inspirational uh, keynotes and addresses I've heard in the auto business was a couple of years ago when I uh, saw Shaka speak at Hustle and Grind Con. He literally fired the stage up and uh, um, and so I'm privileged to have him on today, the founder of Dealer F&I University, Mr. Shaka Dyson. Sir, how are you doing today? Man, it I am doing phenomenal. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. And uh, you know what? Every time I'm on this show, the introductions get better and better, man. I must be doing something right, man. Of course you are, man. You, you know... Um, <laughs> I, you know, listen, you're all over the place and what, and it's really an honor to somebody, people don't understand. I mean, we're all busy, but I mean, you know, you're, you're busy moving, constantly moving and, and, and impacting and touching and, 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 and so, I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to have you, you know, be able to, to, to stop and pause for a little bit and be with us. And, and I know that our listeners are going to benefit from it. And let me ask you, man, um, just kind of diving right into this because, you know, we, we have three segments today, so we have a limited amount of time together, but, you know, looking at F and I today, you know, with, um, everything, you know, and there's only certain people we haven't, I haven't on this show talked about F and I really since all the COVID stuff. And, and one of the reasons there's only a few people in this nation that I really want to hear from when it comes to, you know, uh, uh, this topic, and you are at the forefront of that 
period. And so I want to ask you, you know, when, when it, when it comes to this period of time, I mean, where, what do you think that, you know, we benefited from? And we'll start there, you know, looking at the positive first, the glass half full, what do you think the auto industry benefited from this season that we've gone through with, within the F and I department? What What do you think the benefit is if there, if you had to pull one out? You know, man, uh, I think uh, the benefit of as a whole and the F&I department is, is that, uh, you know, during the times of squeeze, whether it be during this COVID-19 or whether it be during the tragic September 11th or whether it be during the 08 housing crisis, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the automotive industry is always in the forefront of bringing the economy back. Uh, you know, cash for clunkers in the 08 crisis, you know, uh, September 11th, it was zero, zero, zero. Uh, you know, luckily this time we were deemed essential. So we kept on working and working and working through uh, this pandemic. But uh, we've had to step up for customers. What we've had to do is become more uh, a more customer friendly uh, department. We've had to, our, our goal has had to be to out experience our competition. Mm-hmm. Our goal has had to be to step up and see the finance department and the finance process through the customer's eyes and to see and to really pay attention to what the customers want and to put the customer's needs uh, as the number one priority. Mm-hmm. Now, what is that? Not only is that uh, selling product to the customer and and making sure that those customers are protected, but also keeping in mind how they view their time, right? Because now customers have a limited amount of places they can go, and it's been even more limited over the last six, eight months. <clears throat> last place they want to come is spend all day in a car dealership, mm-hmm. and the last place they want to go is not only spend all day in a car dealership, but then spend hours and hours back in the finance department. So luckily for us, the F&I department, we're some of the strongest people in the store and we know how to adapt. So we've had to become more efficient. We've had to become more customer focused on out experience in our competition and rolling out the red carpet for our customers. And we've had to become better overall at what it is that we do, man. Let me ask you, thank you, Shaka. Let me, and kind of piggyback and just going, going on that a little bit, you know, looking at, uh, it's always in, in just in my, I mean, obviously my limited experience in that part of you know, the business, obviously you're the expert, but in my, in my limited experience working with dealerships who, you know, have strong, uh, have always had strong F and I, even in the arena of subprime or, you know, they've always, they, the ones that are the best, the ones that are making the most back end money, you know, the ones that are, they're doing it right. They're doing it with integrity, but they're making money and it's a very profitable piece of the business. They've always they always were creative. They always were hard workers. They were willing to work the relationships with the lenders. They were willing to, you know, just do the above and beyond. And those mm-hmm. who didn't just kind of like, you know, they were the ones who would kick a deal, you know, with a guy across the street would get it done. And what, you know, what's the difference other than one worked harder and just was more creative in, in this season and time. Do you think that those dealerships that were already prepared and doing that, you know, do you think that that, uh, that, that this was easier for them? Meaning because obviously there had to be some, some more creativity, some more work dealing with customers who maybe thought that, you know, during this, there's no way I'm going to get bought or whatever. I mean, what's your experience on, on that level with uh, creativity and, and just really working relationships in this season? Do you think it? Yeah, man. In, in times of 
hardship, uh, hardships are always going to separate the great from the average, mm -hmm. right? And so those who have been getting by being average, doing things the wrong way, not fully disclosing information, using the, the old outdated systems to sell product to, sell, uh, product to customers, et cetera, uh, not really keeping in mind the customer's focus, customer's intention, customer's experience, right? Those average people are getting squeezed out. But the ones who have been doing the right things for the, for the longest time and those who have been focused already on out experiencing their competition and focused already on doing the hard things to become great of course man their segue into their greatness has been a lot easier because they were doing it long before the pandemic happened see they were focused on being great beforehand it didn't they didn't need to face a pandemic or a hardship in order to be great so um those are the people that survive and they thrive in the worst in the worst situations yeah, you know, and it, you know, people. Every time we 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 go down different trails in this show, it, it always seems to come back to that. You know, it's it's funny because there's really nothing new in the car business under the sun, so to speak. When you really look at what counts, but because you know, you can have new tools, you can have new strategies, and what have you. But it always comes back to those who want it more. I mean, sure. you know, I, I, one day I think people will stop asking the question, "How do I become successful?" Because the reality is, there's really one way. You know, and you got to just you got to just do what other people aren't willing to do. And you know, um, put in the work. Put in the work. Amen. You know, so let me ask you this in moving forward, like, you know, where, um, you know, banks have obviously stepped up and done some creative things. And, you know, uh, you know, there's been, there's, there's been records, man. I mean, really the car business in, in many cases where dealers have done it the right way, most, mm -hmm. some have struggled, but most that are doing it the right way have shattered records. Uh, you know, they've lowered their staff a little bit, but they've increased their sales. They're looking at things a little differently. I mean, moving forward into, uh, you know, into the F and I side of things. I mean, what do you see on the horizon? Because I know you're always, you know, you're, you're one of these guys that you never lead from the back. You're always leading from the front. You're always standing on the bow and you see something usually ahead of where most others do. And you're kind of going back and say, hey, this is what's coming. And what do you think? What do you think's around the bend for the, uh, you know, for, for finance and insurance in the car business? And uh, what do you, what do you, where do you see it going? Pretenders are getting exposed. Mm. So that's the number one. Pretenders are getting exposed, man. Law, you know, transparency is becoming more and more and more of a focus back in finance, right? So those those finance managers who who survived and even thrived a little bit, but let's just say survived mm -hmm. on the days of lag and on the days of uh, uh, payment spread and on the days of packing payments and on the days of not fully disclosing information to a customer. Those days are leaving us every time we get hit with the hardship to go to is more transparency, more full disclosure, more ro rolling out the red carpet for customers, more out experience in our competition, more and more and more and more and more. So pretenders are getting exposed. Skill set is the way of the future. Mm. There's nothing wrong with the products that we sell in the back end. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with making a profit for the products that we sell in the back end. But there is a problem with how it's done. Come there on. is a problem with the process. There is a problem with the presentations. The days of the old where you're going down the list and you're saying, hey, this does this, this does that, this does this, this does that. Which one of those works best for you? Those days are gone. On. Man, that's, that's fire. now it's time for the customer to see thousands, tens of thousands of dollars worth of value in the product that only costs two grand. Come that's on. the that's the future. 
Like the future, the future is, is that customers don't have to go to an office in a dealership now to purchase a vehicle. The future is, is that people becoming creative using technology like we're doing right here to still deliver a car and to still sell product to a customer. The future is, is you have to have a skill set if you're not sitting across from a customer, but you're doing presentations through a video camera and a system like Zoom, you have to have a skill set. Right. So that's the way of the future. So pretenders are getting exposed and those with skill set are rising to the top. Man, that's fire. And, you know, so it, it, absolutely. So skill set. Let's talk about that for a second. Obviously, you're the founder of, of Dealer F&I University. I mean, you've you know, you did it on the blacktop. You ran, I mean, a crew of just I mean, more more finance managers. You ran more finance managers. Than probably, man, <laughs> I mean, that's more than I think. I don't know anyone else that did that, you know, especially, uh, you know, you just didn't run them from an ivory tower somewhere. I mean, you you were hands you were hands on and 100 percent. And so look, you're teaching and you have the right and the cred to teach and, you know, the you know, so looking at this and skill sets, how important is training today? And, you know, and more than ever, I should say, but how important do you feel it is today and why? So it's the separator, right? So, so, so training is going to build the F and I muscle training is going to build the F and I intellect training <laughs> is going to build the skill set. It is the separator. Listen to me as a matter of fact, I would probably gander to say that I've probably interviewed more potential finance managers in this entire industry than anyone else. And I've probably gander to say I've hired or promoted more people into finance in this entire industry than anybody else. But listen to me, my interviews and the way that I approach it are different. I don't use a resume. I don't need to see a person's resume and, and discuss how long they were at this dealer and why they left this dealer and, oh, it was the dealer's fault and they treated you bad and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Right. A resume is just a it's an incomplete highlight reel. Come that's on. what that's 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 what a resume is. Whenever I'm interviewing a potential finance manager for any one of my dealerships for a position for that, that awesome six figure privileged position within my store, I don't discuss their resume in depth. What I make them do is I make them do a presentation for me on all the finance products that we sell. And then I slam them with objections and I slam them with objections and I make them overcome all my objections and close me and show me that if I was a customer, they would have generated revenue on me right then. Man, see, that's my approach, but it takes a skill set to do it. You, you don't have a payment to pack before you come interview with me. You don't have a payment spread before you come interview with me. There is no rate spread before you come and interview with me. It's straight pull back the covers and let's see that skill set because I need for you to present me and I'm going to slam you with, I'm going to slam you with objections and I need for you to overcome all of them and close me. And that's how you get a position in one of my stores, one of those six-figure, high-paying, high-powered, privileged positions. I love it. And, you know, and last question here, and I mean, I appreciate you hanging, hanging with us too because it's been, I mean, I could just talk to you all day, man, because it, it fires me up. You know, you just you just kind of segued right into what I was going to ask you last when you mentioned, you know, one of these high-paying, six-figure jobs. And so, you know, it's there's still, and there should be, dealers, if they do it right, Shaka, 
the, the, the finance department should be a money maker. I mean, I know I've talked to you about this and I, we've had uh, past shows where we've had different principles on sometimes with you. And, you know, the conversations have just, uh, you know, round robin about that, where you're a big believer in, in doing it right, doing it with integrity, but, but certainly making a bottom line substantially where the finance department, this, this department that you're passionate about is a sub- substantial force when it comes to the bottom line of a dealership a healthy dealership talk about that as yeah so that's what the finance department is Hmm. the finance department is the most profitable square footage within your dealership it should be it should be the department that's generating revenue it should be the part the department that's printing money it should be the department the department that's taking care of customers that's covering customers there's no department within a dealership that is more responsible for customer satisfaction than the finance department later on down the line three four years down the line long after the customer has purchased the vehicle from the dealership when that customer has a failure and is in an emergency situation it is the products that the finance department protects that customer with that's going to be there in the midnight hour that's going to be there on the holidays that's going to be there 365 days a year even when the employees at the dealership aren't available that product is and so therefore that's what drives customer satisfaction the fact that in an emergency situation the customer is the customer is protected so yes we should get paid for that profit is not a bad word especially when you're taking care of customers especially when you're out experiencing the competition and you're giving that great fantastic experience to a customer taking care of them you should get paid for it so anybody out there who's doing it correctly and who's generating the revenue that they should be in their <laughs> F&I department good for them because that's exactly what we're there for and those F&I departments out there that aren't doing it correctly that aren't structured correctly that don't have the right people in there that don't do the right processes that don't have the right presentations that aren't doing getting the right production and generating revenue you know what you're leaving hundreds of thousands of dollars a year on the table and you're leaving millions of dollars a year uh every other year on the table you're leaving millions and millions and millions of dollars on the table you know i love that and, and somebody would say you know when we talk this way i mean it fires me up because you know it's funny uh, this, the car business has always gets a rap in some with some folks and i know that those are not people that you know you and i listen to or, sure. or you know too too seriously but you know it's funny man companies that are public like apple and, and these companies that they, they post their profits i mean they're talking about some of the most you know uh, valuable companies in the world and we know they're making money, but yet, you know, we buy their products. And it's, it's funny, man, the car business, and we, I love what you said. When you do it right, you should be making a substantial bottom line. And, 100%. And, 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 man, let me tell you something. I mean, I like my phone, but, man, I'm, I, I like my ride better. You know what I mean? I, I mean, come on. That's, that's, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a product that matters, and uh, we care about what we're driving, you know. And, and you can say what you want, but Americans love their vehicles. And, uh, man, Shaka, I, I absolutely love having you on, man. I, it's been a while. And, and uh, I miss you, brother. I know that, uh, you know, we would probably would have seen each other a couple of times, it, it, yep. you know, if it weren't for what's going on. But I look forward to the, the next time uh, I, I get a chance to see you. And, uh, folks, check out if you uh, haven't already, founder of Dealer FNI University. Um, if you need, uh, if you haven't, if, you, if you're listening right now and you're weak in this area, then, you know, I don't have to convince you. He just did. You need to reach <laughs> out to him because he can help you. And uh, I have a feeling that somebody's going to be hearing this, Shaka, and will get a hold of you. Um, what a great time to, uh, you know, to tighten up, 
you know, that department and, and make some money going into the end of this year and the beginning of next year, man. Um, leave us with the closing, leave us with a closing remark. You know, uh, the, my closing remark is simply this, man. The way forward is skill set, skill set, skill set, skill set. Every woe and challenge and issue and hardship that you have in F&I is due to a lack of skill set. Listen, the customer is not obligated to go back and finance and purchase your products, but you as a finance manager are obligated to sell them. You are obligated to take care of the customer by closing that customer and protecting that customer, even if the customer resists or objects to you. So that's going to take a, it takes a skill set and it's going to take an even more powerful skill set moving forward transparency and out experience in the competition is the key so those without skill set will be exposed and those with skill set will thrive hey listen if you want to con- get in touch with me feel free to go to my website shockadyson.com you just go right to where it says contact fill out the form it comes straight to me or you can simply call me directly my phone number is 678-481-4077 or you can simply hit me up on Facebook. Shaka Dyson. Sir, thank you for hanging out with us, man. It's been awesome, and I look forward to talking to you again soon. 100%, man. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Well, you heard it there, folks. Shaka Dyson. And uh, you know what? What what a great segment. And, you know, I, again, I haven't talked much, Mike, you know, about F&I here, uh, you know, in the last few months. We've talked about a lot of things. Um, but specifically, I've not. But let me tell you, um, been saving it to to really talk to the who I consider the master, not only of the past but of the current and of the future, because he's been around for a little while. But he is he's at his he's he's not reached his peak yet, but he's at a high place and he's got a lot of uh, a lot of uh, vision in front of him with uh, this this uh, this this division. And uh, so, man, he just brought the fire today. Absolutely, he got me fired up. And I don't know anything about F and I. I don't know anything about finance. I've been in the box twice in my life, and I don't know anything about it, but he got me fired up. It, it, some would say that since you couldn't, uh, your mic wasn't unmuted twice, that you might not know a, a ton about a ton about pr- producing. But um, I didn't say that, but some might say. I Ezra, think Ezra said it. I know. He said it when I walked out of the that room. That was Ezra laughing. Ezra. Ezra's the one talking trash behind my back. It's all good. Hey, all right. So, hey, real quick, if you are just joining us, if you like or share the show, we're going to go ahead and give somebody this uh, strength, <laughs> my camera, strength shirt. It is a part of our Faith Gear Company line, one of our uh, few shirts, and we're going to give it away. All you have to do is like the show, share the show. We've got these available on faithgear.co. We're just doing it to share, man, the good news, and this is probably one of my favorite ones. I mean, these are really good quality shirts. We wear them here and uh, got a lot of cool stuff uh, coming out. We're going to give this away. Also, we've got tickets to Digital Dealer. Uh, We're going to be giving away as well. If you like or share the show, comment, then you are a candidate for uh, one of those tickets and we'll give the shirt away. We'll make an announcement at the end on who gets the shirt. That'd be easy enough. Are we ready for Todd? Todd is coming up. He's ready. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, going to our segment two, we have the founder and CEO of Converge 360 Inc. And uh, looking forward to talking to him. He's out of Orlando, Florida, Mr. Todd Smith. Todd, what's up, my friend? Hanging in there, man. How are you doing today? Oh, man, it's been it's been awesome. Been a great day so far. Good week. And uh, looking forward to uh, talking to you. So I'm going to looking at here the collision of two generations in automotive. I'm going to throw that out there because I can't help but right. Just throw that back at you and say, give us an intro on your best intro on the collision of two generations in automotive and what what that means to the listeners right now. 
Yeah, so look, I, I'm the, you know, older generation at this point, which is kind of weird to say, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the beard the beard shows it. My I'm with you, brother. Beard. Um, you know, I really look at things and being a Gen X, you know, which most guys my age are running stores, own stores, and, you know, then you have this younger generation uh, that's the, you know, to me, the millennials and Gen Z, and I think we've grown up differently. Meaning when I was a kid, everything was like, you got to work hard. You, you got to go to college. You, you have to just apply yourself. And it's work, 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 work. Mm -hmm. And hard work equates success. And mm -hmm. I think it was pounded into our generation, right? And it, just like it was pounded into the generation before that. And I think once we got to the millennial generation and tech really kind of took a part of our lives, it was be smart, be efficient. Everything is about hacking stuff today. Mm -hmm. I need a shortcut. I, I have to create these bridges. And that's a conflict for the older generation that thinks we're still drilled into working hard. Mm -hmm. That's how you get ahead. The younger generation is, I don't need to work hard. I need to work smart and efficiently mm -hmm. and be effective. And if I can hack it and still get the same result, that's good. And that's just a collision course. And I, I think I see that rub happening in dealers across the nation mm -hmm. with management and the confliction with salespeople and BDC reps and who are trying to find a better path. Right. And they're getting pushed down from the older generation. And it's just, it's a conflict time. And listen, this conflict has happened generations mm -hmm. after generations. Just we're in that period of time and it just became obvious to me. So. You know, look, that, that, I like it. I like it a lot. And, you know, let me kind of just kind of de delve into it and play devil's advocate, ask some questions and comment on it. Yeah. So I, the, I'm, I'm looking at what you're saying and I, and I immediately think of it from a couple of perspectives. So let's, you know, and I'll let you as the expert comment, comment on these, but one perspective could be hours worked, right? We're talking like the physical or the literal terminology work, you know, work harder. Um, you know, so you have, you have uh, the millennial generation the, or the Gen Z, what have you, you know, this, these generations want to work smarter and, you know, where the Generation X, you know, the uh, our generation, they w still subscribe to working harder. You know, so you have that conflict where you're calling a collision course. But let me throw something else out there because there's like a there's like a in my opinion, there might be a flip side to that where, you know, um, I don't know if. I think it might have something to do with technology and I want to get your take on this because I've got millennials and Gen, Gen Z uh, folks here that work really hard. They do, however, love my guy was nodding his head as you were saying life hacks or you know growth hacks. He was nodding his head. They like that. But I, I think that, you know, when, when you pay attention as someone that, that, you know, like us to what they're doing, they are working hard. They're just, you know, so it's so it's not that I was drilled in work hard. You know, it's the way we needed to work hard. We had to sit around and try to figure it out where there were no hacks, so to speak. You know, so I'm cool with hacks too. You know, so I'm in, in other words, is it really that I'm drilled and you're drilled in about hours, or is it just that hey, we got to get it done at all costs, even if a hacks involves? You know, you see where I'm going with that. So I think that there could be two things in, in it. We couldn't be maybe we're not as different as 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 some might think. What do you think on Look, that? I don't think we're different. I, I just think it's the where you start that mm -hmm. journey, your, okay. you know, the beginning stages of it, right? And look, I believe I like to try to figure out how to hack and do things today. But if you go back to when you were young or just starting out in the business, or I was, you know, 18, 20 years old in the car business, <clears throat> and you look at it and say, no, it was, you need to do bell to bells, you mm -hmm. need to put your hours in, you know, you got to earn your stripes. It was 
success was definitely always associated with time. Mm -hmm. And to me, the belly to belly experiences, right? Customer to salesperson. So I think now that the new generation says, oh my gosh, I don't want to work bell to bell. That's not attractive. You know, I want a normal eight hour workday because I think that's a better approach. And if I could maximize my time and get as much done through hacks to achieve that, mm -hmm. then that should be okay. And I think the older, our, our generation looks at that and goes, no, 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 you still need to work bell to bell. Even if you have the hack and you are productive, right? you'll have to put the time in. Because you hear it constantly. I mean, I hear BDC managers and the complaints and sales managers, These my team doesn't work hard or enough. And you got to wonder if like, is really everyone across the nation, the younger generation not working hard enough? No. That's not possible. Yeah. So it got me thinking a little bit deeper. And I think it's the psychology. Mm -hmm. and, and that's what's really, and my thought was, it's a thought start kind of thought provoking conversation, right? Yeah. That it, well, if you open your mind to it, let me let me delve a little let me delve a little further. I, I agree with you. I, I do, and you know, I think, um, and I think that you know, because here's here's a here's a proof of that. Look, taking BDC for a second, we have a great segment coming up in just a minute with uh, Josh Mitchell, who is a phenomenal yeah. internet Hi, director. Josh. Great guy, man. And uh, also have a GM out of Oregon on, and uh, so you know. But looking at BDC, you mentioned BDC. I know dealerships that are experiencing. Uh, we just hired someone out of a six store group out of uh, Arkansas. He's, he runs RBDC now. He just literally started in the last couple of weeks. So I've been talking to him about this for six months. And he told me, you know, he showed me shared stories where, where cuts were made, where this division in these stores were up 30%. Had, had So in other words, it, it was even monetarily making sense, but there were still cuts made in this one department versus somewhere else. So it just shows that the perception is is is, is not correct. And so I, I love what you said here, you know, where you talk about we have the same goal, right? A lot of times we just have different approaches for dealing with the issues. And so I think that I don't think anybody would argue with that. And, 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 and here's here's my question, I guess, kind of digging and dumping right, jumping right into the to the to the heart of it. How do we change this in this industry that in many ways it's like turning the Titanic, right? And, and the biggest reason, you know, when COVID or the bottom falls out of something, you know, uh, dealerships have no choice but to change. And, and, but, you know, when it's, when it's doing well and a lot of stores are breaking records right now and doing well, money's being made. I think that that might be the driving factor for the lack of change. It's like I'm, I'm comfortable. I'm making money. So I don't really see the need to do it fast. I don't want to disrupt this. You know, and so my question, I guess, to you, Todd, how do you think that this is changed in the industry where, you know, this bridge, so to speak, can be can be, uh, you know, uh, built? Yeah, look, I think the first thing to do is you recognize <laughs> that uh, it's like you're we're talking two different languages, mm -hmm. but we're saying the same thing. Right. And to me, there's always a median ground that you, you have to find organizationally through leadership and that message has to be told to the team, right? right. And, and they have to involve the team, right? So I, I think right now, still in automotive, we're very, management just pushes stuff down, do it my way, <clears throat> I know the way, it's my way, or you don't work here, mm -hmm. versus a little bit more collaborative in nature, which auto, we're just never been that way, right? right? And I think we could, you can learn from everybody, right? It just you may not learn a ton, but you can learn if you're receptive to learning. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times, as you said, like right now, look, our industry, 
everyone's running on lean staff. Everyone cuts so much. Everyone's making a ton of money, mm -hmm. right? So they're able to perform at a higher level selling a lot of cars with less staff, mm -hmm. which gets into another whole area that most dealerships have for years been operating inefficiently mm -hmm. because we're in a business that we, we try to throw tech at it, but we don't do a good job at that. So what we do is we throw human capital to fix our problems. You know, when you want to grow from 200 cars to 300 cars, you're going to have a used car issue of getting them through the, the shop, getting mm -hmm. them clean, getting them through body, getting through service and frontline ready. So what you normally do is you just throw more humans at it, right? Yeah, and, right. and that gets you because you can afford to because we're profitable enough of businesses. Mm -hmm. I think for the first time, dealers were able to strip away a layer of fat and see their abs and go, damn, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And I'm making a lot of money, less headaches. What have I been doing? Yeah. And, and I think this, the light bulb's gone on for a lot of dealers I've talked to. They're like, whoa, you know, I, I can be super successful. I don't need 180 people. I'm doing it on 90. Yeah. It's just now you have to start working out, okay, how do I not burn these people out and just push your team too hard? And, and this always will come down to creating better processes. It's tech is great, but tech should support a process. Right. And I don't think our industry has been very good at being thoughtful for process development and keeping it consistent. We manage by stars. Mm -hmm. Like you get, I know a guy down the road who's the best manager. So I get him and I take all his bad habits and whatever he's doing with him. And then I build my team around it. And when I blow him out, half his guys go and I, I just do this process over and over again. Right. And I think dealers right now, if, if I were to double down on anything, it would be to now look at my new abs and structure and say, okay, I need to develop processes to keep this operation I have right now working efficiently. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be the my number one focus. If I was back in retail, that would be where I would lay all my effort right now. So right. it wouldn't be the tech or it wouldn't be those other things. I love it. Um, I think it's I think it's a great topic and I think it's needed in this industry. And I think now is the time. And I think dealers are looking and they're open because, you know, uh, now they're looking at, you know, what they've gone through and they're saying, okay, now, moving forward, things are not going to go back to the way they were. And I don't mean, I don't mean negatively. I mean, they're not going to go back to the, I'm not going to go back to the way I was doing business. I've learned some things and I become leaner and, and meaner, so to speak. So I think now is a really good time. So if dealers wanted to get a hold of you, Todd, um, of course, you know, what, what's the best way they can reach out to you if they want, if they need some help in this arena? Uh, look, you could send me an email. It's just Todd, T-O-D-D at 360converge.com. Uh, the other way, you can reach me, direct 321-662-7800. Uh, text me, call me. Text is usually fastest. Uh, nice. Easily to respond. So Nice. All right, Todd Smith, thank you so much, man, for, for being with me. It's a pleasure uh, meeting you and talking to you. I love what you, what you wrote here and um, look forward to uh, getting to know you in the future, man. Thanks, man. Have a great day. Hey, you too. Thank you. All right, guys, you heard it there. We've got two great segments in the book. We're coming up on our last segment. We've got Josh Mitchell uh, from, uh, you know Josh, but he's now freshly uh, minted here, Internet Sales Manager of Capital Chevrolet out of Austin, Texas. And then we have Juan. Ozuna. Ozuna. All right. 
Juan Ozuna. I'm going to get that. I, need, I don't have a pin. I couldn't write it down, so I was trying to We're do waiting it. on Juan to join, but Josh is already in. All right, so Juan Ozuna, and he is uh, general manager of Tom Denshaw Ford out of Oregon. And uh, real quick, if you guys share, like the show, comment, we're going to give away a strength T-shirt out of our Faith Gear collection. Uh, right, right while I'm waiting on uh, Juan to come on. I, mean, I wanted to jump on and say sure, something. Sure. Like I'm a millennial, 100. I've I've looked every which way they define it by year. Mm-hmm. I fall right into the front part of the year range, and he's right. I always do look for that hack, that way to make ends meet. But at the same time, I don't know if maybe I was just raised differently. You know as well as I do. My managers all around here know I will put in the work <laughs> and bash my head into a wall until I fix the problem too. Yeah, but if you if I didn't let, if if we had a no beanie policy, you'd be no good. Just, my bald spot would just be shown to everybody. That's the only just, difference. You, you, if you, you're, you're good with Mike, you just buy him a beanie. Right? All right, Ez? Ezra's beanie game isn't as strong as mine. He wishes it was, but it's not. Oh, man. that's where I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> well, if we want to bring Josh on really quick, because Juan should be jumping in any second. Yeah, let's bring Josh on, and uh, we'll wait for Juan. Juan was at it at, at, at the last minute. He was on the phone, uh, one of our clients, and on the phone, and and uh, wanted to come on, and so we made exception to bring him on. But the segment is uh, Josh was carrying the segment all by himself. So let's bring on the internet sales manager at man. This this store is absolutely freaking crushing it, right? General manager, managing partner uh, Alex Flores was on twice in the last uh, three or four months. Um, they're just blowing it out of the box. Um, and we have the internet sales manager there at Capital Chevrolet out of Austin, Texas, on with us. No stranger to the show, but his first time on the show at his new store, Josh Mitchell. What's up, my yeah. friend? I'm doing great. Doing great, guys. How are you all? Oh, man, doing good. And there's Juan down there. Look at Juan in Oregon. Juan, thanks for joining us at the last minute. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I know that you're you're busy, and, and it's a pleasure to meet you and uh, doing, doing really well uh, with our program right now. You and uh, Scott Guthrie, the... Uh, has some very good stores over there. Um, also has one in Washington. So thank you. I'm going to get to you in a second, but I want to go to you, Josh, for one sec, just because we're going to, I mean, we, I want to, I want to talk about, I mean, both of you guys and Juan, I want you to weigh in on this as a GM, you know, obviously you believe in BDC and, um, but you know, Josh is an internet sales manager running this incredible running, a, you know, uh, your program. I mean, Josh is like bringing in a coach. Like I'm, I'm a Bucks fan. We just brought in Tom Brady. Well, a year before we bring in Bruce Arians, which is a great football coach, right? And he installed his system. Tom Brady came in and installed his system. Every great player, right, or coach comes in and installs their system. Josh, you have a system, and it's and it's a good one. So you know, you ran. This isn't your first rodeo. And it's not your first time at a big, big store. Um, you just recently came from a group, but prior to that, you were at Dan Cummings, you know, huge store, and you helped these guys the the month they hit that thousand car mark. You know, you were a big part of that. So, you know, coming into a store like like uh, Capital Chevrolet, which is crushing it, right? Many people would give their left arm to be them. What is your game plan on taking a store that's already crushing it, right, and taking them to the next level? Is that what kind of challenge is that? Uh, you know, for, for, you know, for your, uh, for you? You know, it's, it's a huge challenge, but you know, it's something that obviously um, they wouldn't bring somebody like me in if something didn't need to be fixed or something didn't need to change. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, for me, it's implementing process. It's implementing, we're implementing a BDC. Uh, They've done internet sales. We're going to kind of a, we're going to the BDC style mm-hmm. um, because it's something that in order for this place to take it to that next level, this is something that was missing. And so putting in those pieces uh, from from the process to new templates to 
creating word tracks and different ways to to get the customer in the door because um, yeah like you said it's a big monster of a store most people would love you know everybody would love to be a part of this type of environment mm-hmm. uh, and so it does take a certain person to get in here and shake it up but it's those little things that take you to that next level it's not usually the big things that everybody thinks of it's those small incremental changes that will take you from selling the seven eight nine ten or a thousand cars a month. That's what it's going to take. And and that's what I'm implementing those small little, little changes um, and, and keeping my team on task and keeping them uh, moving faster as we go through this. Well, I mean, and the thing is, and you know, it, you said something that made me think it's interesting because if a store is as successful as, as a capital Chevrolet, I mean, they already are doing the big things, right? They have to be, or they wouldn't be where they are. So it's interesting how you said it's, it's tweaking, right? Because there's just some things that need to be tweaked. And, and you're, you're kind of that person. You're the person that takes something and, and kind of fine tunes it. You know, this isn't a turnaround situation. This is fine tuning, uh, you know, something that's already, already a fine instrument. And so I love that. And, uh, you know, let me go to you, Juan. You know, as a general manager of, you know, a Ford store, uh, you know, uh, in, or- in Oregon, you know, you guys are you guys are obviously believers in in the Internet department and what what it can bring to the table. What's your take, man, uh, you know, today moving forward? I mean, not so much the last few months because, you know, everybody had to make adjustments on the fly, but really moving forward and, and, be- and using the Internet department to to go to the next level what 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 are you guys doing over uh there at tom Denzel ford and in your group to make that happen uh during COVID, it kind of exposed our weaknesses quite a bit so we had to adjust adapt implement, and and very quickly so we did that and what we found is when a customer is a, a their initial uh contact we we started doing start to finish our salespeople, mm-hmm. even doing the finance part. Wow. Okay, and man, that's pretty cool. So you guys, have, so you guys are taking the cradle to grave from the. So how how's that? That's a unique. Hey, that's a, and here's the deal, man. We I think Josh, you and I've talked about that many. Bring them all three on the screen, Mike. Let's bring us all three on so we can talk. Um, Josh, you and I talked about that. You've been on twenty shows at least, and we've talked about that in the past when it was kind of more of a conception. But, you know, and it's in some, you know, and it's never been a bad idea. It's just been a bad idea for some people. I mean, some people have no business doing that because they, you know, they, they jack up a one car funeral. But, you know, Juan's doing something there that's pretty interesting. And, you know, Juan, you know, that's that's cool. T- tell us about that. When did you guys start doing that? And what's it look like to you guys? And what's it done for the, uh, you know, what's it, what's it done for your store? So during COVID, we had record month after record month after record month after record month. We just c- continue to grow. Mm-hmm. This month, we're superseding all the last three months. Wow. So and a lot has to do with our process from cradle to grave. Uh, we ha- I, here, I've been here uh, with, with the auto group for going on 19 years. So I've, I've worked for a lot of uh, GSMs, GMs, dealer partners, mm-hmm. you know, a lot. And we've implement, we've tried several different components. And this one is by far probably the most effective uh, uh, one we've done yet. Um, and, and it's all about, you know, the, it's all about making it happen. That's really the bottom line is, is, is making sure the right people are, are handling those customers. And these, our sales associates have been here 10 years plus. I love so. that. And, you know, Josh, um, 
has got to be music to your ears a little bit just from the standpoint of someone who's been with a group for 19 years, but here he is leading this change. I mean, that's not, not that's not normally what you would get, you know, but um, that shows you that, you know, that he, you know, that he's, that he's forward thinking and it, you know, not specifically necessarily with the cradle of grave aspect, but concept, but I mean, it really takes thinking out of the box, no pun intended. We're talking, you know, we had F and I uh, Shaka on, but it takes, it takes thinking out of the box, right. To really, today you know get that uh, that extra percentage that extra you know group of deals that you need to get because i mean it's, let's just face it you know there's so much technology out there you know there's so many pixels and things that could be on websites that trap leads and we, we're overloaded with data but data is useless right if we don't have the processes in place i mean it's just it just doesn't what, what, what good is it but if we but if we have these things in place man we can pretty much um you know i mean we can pretty much know anything we need to know to get a customer and just and just snag them right off of our website and and so to talk a little bit about that out of the box thinking josh when it comes to today's internet department yeah i think with um you know with your with your just your bdc manager um you know a lot of times it's like you said we get we got stuck in the data uh, prison. We, we looked at data. We, we, we looked at the numbers and our response rate and, and how many appointments we're getting in, how many this, how many that. And, and then we look at the end of the day, we weren't selling cars. It's because we weren't prepared um, as, as that. And so as BDC managers, BDC directors, whatever you want to call us, we've got to become sales managers, mm, yeah. plain and simple. We've got to be able to jump in and close a deal. We have to be able to desk a deal and do all of those things because if not, we're going to get put you know put out on the curb you know that's the biggest thing like if we don't change now mm -hmm. um it's going the business is going to change us and it's either going to change us uh to the good and we're going to stay in the business or we're going to get out of the business because you know with with all the deals that are you know like you said record months of leads just coming in and mm -hmm. our our percentages were dropping yeah and so all of a sudden we realized that holy crap there's a there's a huge problem with our process and our people that are in place. And so that's the big thing. We have to get better. We have to, we have to become sales managers. If you're a BDC manager, director, whatever you want to call us, you have to become a sales manager. Or you're going to get left in the dust. Juan, you know, um, as we're, we, we got a couple minutes here and I want to go back to you guys for just a couple more comments, but I mean, really, uh, you know, isn't it, you know, to, yesterday we were discussing, and again, Josh has been on so many times back in the, infant stages when we were talking BDC years, a few years ago, um, you know, but today, Juan, is it really no longer are we needing to discuss, you know, um, today's internet department, today's internet team, BDC, what have you, is, is you know, our salespeople. I mean, they are, you know, they're salespeople. They are, they should be able to handle, right, a customer and they're not appointment setters only or what have you. But I mean, you know, is it today, is it not so much are they, but, you know, is it, if, you, if, if, if you're not there, you're pretty much already missing the boat. I mean, it, what do you think about that one? Obviously you think that way. I mean, you guys are. No, absolutely. Uh, they got to be trained assassins. Mm. That's that's what the BDC department is. I mean, that's our livelihood. That's where you know, and and we've created uh, a little different. I, I don't really say it's a BDC department or internet department. We just have the right people handling the right the the leads. Mm. That's key. And and once you do that, everything else just falls into place. It does. Awesome. You know and. and and I mean, with, with, with you, David, doing this, doing this, you know, this Facebook uh, marketing 
uh, Scott told me, you know, he's like, you're doing so good. What, why do you want to do this? I'm like, cause I want more. That's why <laughs> I want more. You know, and I didn't, and I didn't get that, but you know, Josh, when I hear something like that, I didn't sense, I didn't get that from like a, from a, a you know, a greed standpoint. I got that from there's, there's just because there's so many dealerships and I guarantee you, you go to where Tom Dentral Ford is and you go to their quote dealer row, what have you, which internet widens that right to beyond what's on the actual street anywhere in their near market, there's customers dropping the ball or there's dealerships dropping the ball with customers left and right. So the wanting more part is there's just more people out there that want a car, you know, and, uh, and, and today the brand loyalty, I mean, it's, let's just face it. I mean, they'll buy a Ford, even if they drive a Chevy, if they drive a Dodge, or they drive a Nissan. And so I love what, what Juan said. I mean, he wants more because there's customers out there that need vehicles and that's what we do. Go ahead, Juan. What'd you say, yep. Juan? out there that aren't being taken care of and that's and that's exactly where we come in yeah and you know what and it's to me and josh i'll go to you on this to me as i, I look at that as you know as malpractice man i mean it's like it's not just about making a buck it's just this is what i do you know what i mean this is this is what i do i mean doctors get paid a lot of money you know and they want to see more sick people yeah they make they make a ton of money you know but i mean that is they, but their goal is like look man there's people out there that need my help so to speak so there's people out there that need a car they they, they don't think they could buy a car they don't know they can get a deal they, they think they're stuck in their car their lease because they have six months and left on it they still don't know that i could trade it in early or whatever it is so i mean it's important that we take care of them and that's where you guys come in josh yeah i mean it's 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 all about building that customer experience and and really going after them there's not enough you know as many cars as as we sell and and we will continue to sell we always are going to want more because there's there's dealerships out there that are missing it mm -hmm. that are, are creating a bad name for for dealerships and that just really are are just not doing what needs to be done and so we're always going to be out there asking for more i am at least come on when we get to a thousand i'm still going to go for 1200 come on man <laughs> i love it i can't wait to be around for that record and you know i know you're going to do it and uh so hey juan josh man listen you know what i i want to thank you for being uh, on and as those throughout the week watch this and as it makes its way around there'll be you know there'll be a couple thousand people that you know that are going to be watching this show and you know i just know this you know you guys are the, the i mean one i know how strong you guys are and we, we had you on because you know you guys are just we've we just got to know you and josh you know you're you're probably the best you know not one of you're the best bdc um you know person that i know that's working in a dealership today and and that's just flat out the truth, in my opinion. So I want to thank you guys for coming on. I think that, um, you know, there's going to be some dealers that go back and watch this and some folks that are encouraged by what you guys have to say. And uh, if someone wants to reach out to, to either one of you guys, what's the best way, you know, um, you know, Josh, I know that you're, you're on Facebook, Juan. Uh, what's the best way, Juan, for them to, to reach out to you if someone wants to follow you and just check out what you're doing? Facebook. All right. Make sure you comment in a little bit in the feed, and that way they know how to find you. And Josh, um, same thing, man. Is there is there a way besides Facebook that's better to? Oh, uh, you got Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram. I think I'm on TikTok too. I haven't done anything, but I'm on TikTok too for some reason. Um, and then if they want to text me, you know, eight five nine four two one nine three seven seven. If you have a question, you need anything, you need, you know, somebody to vent to, or, or you want to figure out something, uh, give me a call. I'm more than happy to help. Awesome, awesome. All right, man. I don't know how you just you just freaked me out for a second. It looks like you picked your <laughs> looked like you picked yourself up one. Like your your body looked like a uh, you picked it up and it separated. You saw that, Josh? It separated from the desk. I was like, man, he just did a magic trick. 
All right. Hey, all right, guys. Hey, thank you guys for hanging out with us, man. It's been uh, it's been awesome. I really do appreciate it. I hope you guys have a strong close of the month. We'll see you guys very soon. Thank you, Dave. Thank you. Well, guys, we got today's show. Did you see that, Mike? That that, that freaked me it out. It threw me for a loop too. He, he picked himself up. up. He picked, he's like he's like. You know, and it, it, but when he picked himself up, it was like right here was, it was cut off. It was weird. But uh, at first, another thing freaked me out. Then when he got closer, I realized it was a green screen. I thought at first he was standing in front of a pickup truck. Um, I was like, I was like, man, I'll tell you what. Hey, so uh, great show today. Shaka Dyson, Todd Smith, Josh Mitchell, and Juan Azuna. Azuna. And uh, listen, great guys uh, on the show today. Uh, We're going to give away this shirt here in just a minute. And uh, how do we, how are we doing it? Uh, give me one sec. I'll get the name. All right. Go ahead and get the name. Listen, while we're getting the name, we're going to give away the shirt. Um, and I apologize about those of you that the majority of people that are going to watch this after the fact. If you want a shirt, you can message us and um, we'll see what we can do. And uh, also, you can go to faithgear.co.co, faithgear.co. Um, digital dealer, October 6th and 7th. We're giving away five tickets today as well. If you shared, liked, commented, you're included in that as well. If you do throughout the week, we'll make sure you're included as well. We're going to give away five tickets. It's uh, I'm emceeing it, and we're going to be doing the keynote at the end of day one. And uh, you don't want to miss that. It's going to be really, really good this year. Uh, they're putting a lot of effort into the conference. And the winner of this faith gear strength t-shirt we're going to send it out to you if i can find the top of this thing we're going to send it out to you t- today on, is alan cooper alan cooper come on down alan cooper you win the shirt the strength shirt so we'll make sure that we get your information and uh hey guys listen i appreciate it cribs will be back next week with me and i appreciate you hanging out if you are on spotify or apple podcast or itunes um, you can subscribe to Auto Dealer Live on any of those three platforms, and you can go back and listen to all of our old shows as well as be updated every time. If you want to just listen, if you don't want to watch, if you want to watch, you can do it on Facebook. Also, uh, you can catch it live on YouTube and subscribe there as well. We want to thank you guys for hanging out with us. I'm David Villa, and I'll see you next Thursday.